Are you not having the success you want with your direct bookings? Perhaps you are tired of feeling like you are out of your depth and wish there was an easier way. Well, I've got an exclusive free training coming up that just might help. Join me on April 4th when I will share the top three mistakes that I consistently see vacation and short-term rental property managers make in their desire for direct bookings that could be costing you major profits. I will also be sharing my top tips in building your own direct booking sales engine that will bring in those direct bookings while you sleep. Come and join in the fun. Head to my website, directbookingsuccess.com, and click on the free training button to join me on April 4th, because you deserve your own direct booking success. You are listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you all the information you need for your short-term rental to stand out from the crowd. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the hospitality industry. I'm here to help, so you too can have direct booking success. Welcome to another episode of the Direct Booking Success Podcast. Today, I am with Jane Mack. She is a holiday let consultant and coach. Jane, lovely to see you today. Hello, Jen. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Great. So can we start by you telling us a bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. So uh, as you said, I am a holiday let coach and consultant. So my background basically is obviously in holiday letting, which was my previous business. So back in 2010, my husband and I actually actually bought a property management company so it was looking after holiday homes and that's all we were going to do and then within two years we brought in the advertising the bookings and we had a full-blown okay. agency okay. <laughs> just like that first off we have to tell everyone where you are well yes so i am up on the beautiful isle of Arran, which is just off the west coast of scotland so Arran is a pure tourism destination obviously it is with the tourism destination, high volume of holiday lets on the island. So it is basically relies on tourism, basically all year round to survive. Right. So, and what what possessed you and your husband to buy this this management <laughs> company? Yeah, so we were in Glasgow, Eastern Glasgow originally, uh, living in Glasgow, and it was one of those things. I was on maternity leave, and my previous job in HR was going to be made redundant. My husband hated his job. He always wanted to live in Aran, and I was the city girl who would never leave because what would I do on an island? And this kind of, it came out, we saw it advertised in the local paper because we his family used to get the local paper sent to them. And we saw it, joked about it for a while. Oh, we should move and do that. And before we know it, I was across the water having a chat with the owner who was selling, finding out about it. And within about six months, we bought the business and we were off. We'd moved and off we went with an 18-month-old across to an island to live and look after holiday homes. Oh, Just my like... goodness. <laughs> it sounds like quite the adventure, especially with an 18-month-old. Yes, it was a big adventure. I did one point concern because everyone, like all our friends, kept saying to us, oh, you're very brave. Oh, that's really brave. And I thought, oh, my God, what are we doing? Why is everyone telling me how brave I am all of a sudden? I wasn't scared, I'm a bit terrified now because apparently it's a brave thing to do. Um, and I think, to be honest, it was like, it was a change in terms of, you know, jobs for us. I didn't want to go back to the whole commuting every day to work and juggling a toddler and nurseries and into Glasgow. 
And well, it just seemed like the right thing, the right time. Let's go and do this. So off we went because we were just going to look after Halsey Homes. That was it. So okay. We do. So tell us about the first few days of this business. It had been how long it had been established for? So the business had been there. It was a bit of a funny one. So the business had been there, I think, since about four or five. And it had actually grown. It was actually originally holiday netting, but the owner had ended up selling off all the netting side to another big company and just kept the management side on the island. And then she realised, actually, I don't want this now. I'll sell that as well. So that business that we bought had been just property management for about two years. And that's since then, which meant there was then that gap on the market again for actually doing the lettings and the bookings as well. Okay. So the first few days was crazy. I hadn't a clue what we were doing. It was a huge learning curve. I was like, I don't know any of these houses. I don't know where anything is. I have no idea. But let's just roll with it. And obviously the owners kept phoning because we were new owners of the company and the property owners wanted to get to know us. So actually it was a good point. I just spent so much time speaking to these new owners about their their properties and who we were and just started to learn the business, just start to learn it. A real baptism by fire. Oh, 100%. 100%. Absolutely. I just had 18 months off on maternity leave and bam, I was into running a business I knew nothing about in a new place with a new house and a toddler and childcare. And it was all just a bit mad. But we did it. We did it. Okay. So talk us through those first couple of years and then you decided to sort of expand the business. Yeah. So what we noticed very quickly that our owners of the properties who they were letting them through another agency, not on the island. It was sort of an agency that, that covered the whole of Scotland. And very quickly, they were asking us, you know, oh, I, I assume you'll do bookings again. And I thought, no, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, and they'd be asking, oh, but you should do bookings. We want them back on the island. Oh, why won't you do the bookings? So okay. so let me, let, me, let me interrupt you there for a second. So the actual bookings were done by someone else. So you were Originally. doing the management, the, the yeah. changeovers. Yeah. Dealing with guests once yes. they come? Yes. yes. Okay. It's all that. And another company would take the bookings, the advertiser probably take the bookings, send us the bookings, and we do the management side. Okay. I found out one stage we were actually turning away new potential owners because we had people coming in saying, Oh, you know, we want to use your management services. Where where do you where do you advertise? And I said, Well, we don't advertise because we don't do the bookings. So we were losing potential customers. And I thought, hold on here. Right. So I thought there's a lot of people asking for it. There's people we're not getting on board because we don't have it. So it really became a bit of a no-brainer was let's now do it. Let's open up and bring in the advertising and bring in the bookings. So within, literally within the first two years, by you know two years down the line, we were a full-blown letting agency offering oh my goodness. free service. So yeah. even more more things on your, on your plate. <laughs> more and more. I think in the first sort of year or so, we, we really learned the management side really, really well. And I made sure we got to know it and how it worked and how owners worked and what guest expectations were and what they looked for. So we really, really got into it. So when we came to do the letting, for the whole of you learning thing, but we really grasped the first part of it. So it was a case of now, how do we advertise? How do we do the bookings? Now what are we doing? Booking systems. And that was a whole new ball game. But once again, you know, we just went with it. I was a bit of a fly by your seat of the pants at one stage, just get a booking system, put it on the website. Let's tell people we do bookings. Oh my God, I need houses. I've got no houses for my website. Let's get some people on board in the houses and let's start doing it. 
And it, it went from there. We learned very quickly, very quickly on what we needed to do and what people expected. That was a big thing of it. So tell us the numbers of how many properties you had on the books when you bought it. So when we bought the business, there were 25 properties that we were managing, just mm-hmm. managing. Mm-hmm. Then when we decided to let, I started, the ad, well, the advertising started with just five properties on the website. Now, these were one pro- or three of the properties were owned by uh, one person. I was like, please, can I put them on my website? It yeah. gives me three properties. Please, can I use your properties? Yeah. And two of my owners who were quite happy to say, do you know, I quite like you to do my bookings. I'm happy to give you my property straight away. So I started with five then. And then over time, I just started saying to my owner, this is what we're offering. I worked really closely with them. I really, I think because we were so diligent about the management side, we got such good relationships with them and trust that they were quite happy to say, do you know what? I'll happily give you my my bookings. You can take my property for bookings. So bit by bit, I pulled them over uh, onto our website for bookings. At the same time, you know, the industry's been growing for years, hasn't it, in holiday letting and you know, there was obviously new properties coming into the market. So they were coming to us and said, oh, you know, you're the local property agent there. Um, can, you know, can we, can we use your services? So we, people were also coming also. It was just growing quite quickly. So before we knew it, I originally thought, look, let's have 10 to 15 houses to let. That sounds like a nice number. Keep it ticking <laughs> over. I like the sound of that because we didn't really know what we were doing to begin with. And obviously there was a few online independent People, you know, letting 10 houses here and 12 houses there, all in our area. And I thought, well, you know, they've been doing it for years. You know, they're well established. If I can get 10 or 15 houses, that's great. But before we knew, we were at the 10 and the 15, then we were at 20, 25, 30. And then we hit 55. And I was like, oh, dear God, <laughs> you know. Oh, my goodness. It just took off. So we ended up, all my owners who had been, you know, with us from the beginning and they'd been with the the other company, were all then with us. We had no connection to them in any way. We, everyone had moved across. We had new people on. And we, so it was just us, just us with all our owners and our 55 houses. So yeah, it grew more than we ever expected. But, oh, you know, nobody ever really knows what you're going to do your business, do you? you? You know, you have a plan. You don't know how it's going to happen. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So yeah, it went beyond what I expected it, it would do. And were you using any other means of getting bookings in, or was it just your website? Just the website. Just our one wee website. That was it. So we'd got, we originally had just, when we first started it, I always had a website talking about property management services. And I just got off the shelf booking, so booking site, plugged it onto the website. That did for a year or so. And then we got a full new website with everything put into it, made it much better, you know, housekeepers could they could log into it and so we did all that eventually but it was just our website that's how we did the bookings through I did we also had a brochure remember brochures in the days and brochures before apps came in and all that (laughs) literally up until I left we still had a brochure I loved our brochure it was fantastic and it was just this small brochure which was purely the houses we had but the reason we did it was because because of where we were in our location we would get a lot of people walking past the office who would just pop in Oh, have you got a leaflet on your houses? Have you got a brochure? Have you got this? So that's what started us doing it. I thought, Joe, people are wanting this. So we eventually, that's we started that. And that, once again, grew. We started with like, we actually started doing it in-house. We started yeah. just printing them up in black and white originally. And then we, we went into colour. And then we were like, do you know what? We couldn't keep up with the demand of the printing and the time-consuming aspect. Used a local company. I think we started with like 500 brochures with them. 
And then we were doing 2,500 a year. So that that grew. Oh my goodness. So that was because people were walking past and we thought, you know, that this is an opportunity. Let's grab it. People are wanting this. Let's get the brochures out. And this, you know, these are people who right. were staying in other properties. They were day trippers. They were staying in hotels. They were, you know, they, were, they weren't, maybe didn't know about us. So it was another, you know, that was that, a very local way in, very sort of locally specific way in. But other yeah. than that, it was the website that, that everyone would find us through. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That really is. And that sort of offline marketing, mm-hmm. which I think still holds today. Oh, you yeah. know, you had an office, you know, right there on the on the street. Yeah. People could walk past, yeah. get those details for their next trip. Yeah, exactly. I think the thing with us, I mean, think with anyone, there's always different opportunities there depending on your business. And for us, because we were very location specific, we grabbed those locational sort of opportunities. I even created a QR code. So they all came out. I even created a QR code. So we had to get a big, an A board, a blackboard, you know, A board, which would sit outside on the street, which basically said, come and book your next Aaron holiday, come and, you know, get your free brochure or the big arrow directed in. Right. And I also then on the board would have a big, massive printed out QR code. So people, you know, scan here for the website so they could scan straight in. I was very proud of my QR code and people used to say, what is that? As before people really knew it, I thought, oh, yeah. I've created a QR code. Look at this. <laughs> oh, thank God, I'm all technology based now. So, and okay. you know, so we, we grabbed those opportunities because there were people, you know, on our, if we were, it's like anywhere, know, knowing who your customer is, isn't it? It's so important and knowing the types of people that come to your area, they want to book your houses. And we did have a high population of like an older generation who weren't mm-hmm. so, well, not that they weren't online, they were to a degree, but they liked a handheld brochure. They liked to flick through something because that's what they've done. And with that, we knew that that was a big part of our out-of-season customers because they didn't have children, so they weren't relying on school holidays. So it kind of catered for them as well. Mm-hmm. They were able to come past, get their brochure, you know, and then they discover places for, actually, next year I'll come here. And, and you know, the day trippers, day trippers turn into holidaymakers. Yes. So the day trippers who'd come across would walk right past us, pop in, grab a brochure. It was small, it was light, popped in a bag, nice and easy for anyone to carry about on their, on their day trip. So we were kind of trying to capture all the different sort of customer bases that that we knew would, mm-hmm. would come to stay at our properties. Great. And what other marketing were you doing? So basically, most the majority of marketing went into the website. So that we actually used Google AdWords was the main thing. I tried doing it myself for a while. And after a two-hour conversation on phone with Google AdWords people, my head was fried. My brain couldn't take anymore. I thought, I actually haven't got a clue what this is. So anyway, that was outsourced very quickly to the people who did my website. That was great. But we did have a lot of... Uh, Aaron, obviously, with it being a tourism destination, has a lot of local sort of maps and different inserts to go into the local paper at a certain time of year, like certain brochures about what mm-hmm. to do. And they always had to have like accommodation section. So that would go in there. We would always advertise in those local things because it captured a huge market coming to the, the island. We did have our Facebook page, which we created once we started doing the advertising bookings. Wasn't already active on it because to be honest, I just didn't have the time. Yeah. And, you know, back then... I didn't, I actually didn't really know much about it. So we used to just put on, you know, new properties when they came on, or if there was maybe, you know, with certain events here and festivals, annual events, we'd, we'd pop those on. But mainly, um, you know, that that was more sort of sporadic, was the Facebook site. We never really used social media because it wasn't as prominent back then. 
Yeah. Instagram was up and coming, but I was saying, oh, what is this Instagram? I've no idea what it is. So, you know, Facebook was the big learning curve. Of such. Oh, actually, Twitter. I actually had Twitter. I said Twitter account for a while as well. But, you know, that they were the kind of the on the side things that we would keep using. But everything was always just, you know, phone us or direct you to your website. So it would either be direct bookings in through website. People phoned because we had an office. People liked to phone. Um, mm-hmm. like, like people like to talk to them. Do they yeah, like to chat and pop in and see you you're right there yeah and a lot yeah because a lot of people say guests who'd be leaving would come in and book their holiday before they left they like right. a lot of them they'll all book ahead a year ahead same property same week every year some will do three years in advance because they must have that property for the family holiday so you know we would get a lot of repeat customer in, but those people got to know us and they like that they like to sort of have that conversation with you and get to know you and you know, chat about their holiday in the area and different things they can do. So it would a real sort of sort of personal side come into yeah. it as well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like that. My team liked that. My team loved when, you know, you got to know who your guests were. And what, you also got to really find out what they liked. You know, you'd, you'd chat away to them and you'd be like, actually, people love this and they love that. And we should put that in or we should put that on Facebook. And, and you gather so much information. And, it, you know, once again, it comes down to really knowing who your customers were and what they want and their expectations. So, you know, having that, that personal side really helped as well. But so you've all... got, I'm hearing, you know, a combination of the location, mm-hmm. which just sounds amazing, yeah. and the personal service that you provided for the owners and for the guests. Yeah. Those seem to be the biggest things that allowed you to be 100% book direct. Yeah, absolutely. And we used to, any, when people booked, there was an option when you booked this, always said, you know, why... Or I think it was say, how did you find out about us? Or how did you, you know, or where did you find out about us in order to book your property? And the three top reasons were always, obviously the first one was always your website. Mm-hmm. Then was our, our brochure. And the other one was referral, three family send referral. But I think because we gathered, you know, we gained such a, a good relationship with between guests and owners, people would refer us, you know, so that, that was always a big part of us. So always remained that piece of, yeah, all the other bits you would find out, yeah, somebody booked through, the map that we advertised on or like our, our ferry that you come across in. Obviously, we had an advert there, but they weren't the big ones. It was that, come and got a brochure from you. I've spoken to you, I've been here before and you've been referred and I've got your website for our big, the big things. And, and did you have a referral program or was it just off of people's own, own back that they were referring you? It was off their own back. We never had a referral program at the time. It was one of those things where every now and again, we would put out a bit of a deal to to guests to say, for example, maybe we wanted people to share our, our Facebook group, Facebook page and to share things. And sometimes we put out sort of competitions where we talk about, you know, maybe refer a friend and get, get 10% off or refer a friend and get a, sometimes we'd offer like a, a like a little gift from the island, things like that. And people love that. They love a gift from the island or, you know, send us your holiday photos and we'll put them on the front page of our next brochure, the ones that win, you know, do competitions. And so having those little sort of connection pieces with guests, they really, really love it didn't cost us anything, mm-hmm. but it was what it brought in, you know, what they liked in it. They loved that be part of it all. And, you know, just getting a little small gift from from a local business in the island. They loved that. You know, it was great. It was mm-hmm. just something, you know. So all those little things, simple, but, you know, really effective as well. But I suppose where we were with an office, it was, we were able to do that. You know, we were yeah. sitting there. And I know there's so many businesses now operate all just from, from their home. They don't have an office. So that... But I think the fact that we had an office, we really utilised that fact of it because we had that opportunity to have, to have those sort of facilities and the resource in place to do that. Yeah, it almost sounds like if if you, you know, if, if you're listening and you've got 
a holiday destination and you are, you know, doing the property management and all the bookings and everything that maybe having an office, even I think in 2023 would be a worthwhile endeavor to ha- to do, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I think the difference is what we noticed was with a lot of our owners, they like to come in to see you, right? So they might like to speak to you because at the end of the day, you're looking after a huge investment of theirs. Mm. You know, it's a lot of money put in and they're trusting you to to do the right thing, to do the right job and to do it well and to, you know, to bring in the bookings, look after the property and do all that. And I think having that really personal relationship where they can come in and you sit down, you have a conversation with them and you have a talk to them. They like that. And it, to me, it just grows and builds on that whole trust and loyalty side. And even for guests, because quite often, you know, it's, all, it's one thing, just phoning a guest to say, yes, we've managed to fix the boiler. We've done this or we've done that. Guests also like the fact they can just go in and say to somebody, oh, look, I've noticed this isn't working or I can't find or how does this work? Or they want to just talk to you. Yeah. And guests love just to pop into the office and just to have that conversation. It's just that personal side that really, really does pay pay off. And yeah. especially if you're trying to encourage people to maybe come back as repeat customers, it's really nice to say, pop in and see us, come and book before you leave or, you know, you send people our way. It's, it's that coming into that people really like. I think we, yeah. still, we still do like that. I like it. I like to go into places and see the people in the area and talk to them. I love all that. So, you know, I think if there's an opportunity there for people to have that that space, then, you know, I think it's fantastic from a, you know, from a growth point of view in terms of your, that your owners and your guests. But even if you have some staff, even a team of staff, it's really nice to work together someday. So, Joe, actually, let's come in the office and let's actually really collaborate together and learn and you know help each other out. And you know that whole piece as well is really really nice. So, yeah, yeah, definitely recommend it if you can. Yeah, I think I think that you know it's 2023. We're sort of in the age of you know Chat GPT and mm-hmm. everything's remote and mm-hmm. AI and you know everything's getting yeah. really digital. You know, yes. mm-hmm. and I think we can't compete with that personal. Mm-hmm. experience that in-person face-to-face exactly yeah and I know that obviously you know we were at the short stay summit together and one of the the conversations that we in stage was saying right you know is this whole AI is it going to you know more, more of how is it going to affect us and they said you know it's not I think people were talking about is it going to affect jobs because people like oh, we don't need we don't need human beings now what they said is in the world, if you're managing properties, you, you still physically need the people on the ground to drive to a house and check it, to drive to a house and do a health and safety check or to check housekeeping or, you know, whatever it is, you need to go to that physical property. So you still mm. need those people on the ground. And I certainly from having, we, we had, let me see, I was myself and five, I had a team of five with mm-hmm. me in the office, plus two maintenance guys as well. But those people in the office really relied on each other when you were talking about you know, the properties, I've been to this property, I've noticed this and what should we do about that? And, you know, you know the whole, I think just the whole piece of supporting each other and just a knowledge base as well. Yeah. Really growing, because one of the things I noticed with owners and with guests is you need to know your properties. If you're going to sell them, you need to know them. And that's one thing that we had a big advantage on is the fact that because we were local on the island, we were physically there. We could go to all the properties. We checked them. We knew the ins and outs. So we could talk to the owners about them. We could talk to the guests about them. You know, and if you got queries about them, you knew what they were talking about and you could help them with it. And I think that big part and that knowledge sharing with the team and going out together and going to properties, that is a big part of your property management and being able to actually really know your or sell your service well to your owners and provide a really good service as well. 
Yeah, I wonder if it gets to the point where you have too many properties on the books to be able to provide that service. You know, I wonder if there's going to be a stage, because when you think about people who have got hundreds and hundreds, Mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to know all of those properties, are they? Yeah. I mean, I have funny, I had, I, somebody I spoke to the other week said, I don't want to grow too much because I'll lose giving that personal service. So by the time I left the business, after we sold, at the time I left and we were on 80 properties, I knew every one of those properties because I brought them on. So I knew them. So obviously I brought the property on. I've done the write up, the description. I know the ins and outs. I think you can still provide that service, but there's a lot of stuff you can automate. And to me, automate those admin behind the scenes tasks and put your resources into physically knowing these properties. And it's about how you structure it as well. You know, you can structure things by location. You can structure your team by, you know, somebody deals with maintenance or management. And that's the person you speak to with for that particular area. I think as you grow, you can't, everybody can't know everything all the time about the whole business as you grow. That I discovered because as our team grew, I couldn't have everyone knowing every single thing. But we had, we structured it in a way that should an owner need to talk about the management of their property or the housekeeping, we had the right people in place. So they still had that one-to-one conversation. That person knew the ins and outs and they knew how what was happening. So they still got a personal experience. It doesn't mean that every single person needs to know about every single house at every stage, it's having the right structure mm-hmm. so that you can still provide that personal yeah. service. And it is doable, but I think it's all about how you structure it and it's about how much you can automate to free up those on-the-ground people who physically need to be out yeah, there. using the tools available. Yeah, you know, using the tools and your marketing, your advertising, your PMS, your email, all those kind yeah. of things. Use the tools available, but keep what you can personal one-to-one. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's so many out there now, tools. I mean, I've been blown away by the amount of stuff I, you know, these last couple of weeks, just getting to know all the different more tools out there. And, you know, the software is phenomenal. There's there's no reason people don't need to automate. There's no reason that you can't do it because, you know, I spoke to people last week at the summer and I said, if I had you in my life 10 years ago, oh my God, you know, because you didn't have so much stuff 10 years ago. It's developed so much. And I think we need to utilize it because, you know, if that a lot of this stuff does really help with getting those bookings, that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Getting those bookings in and through the door, and, you know the, the the work that it can do to you, you know, to get the bookings in is phenomenal now. Mm-hmm. And you can start to see where's the gaps and where do I need to put focus into, and you know, it helps you in your actual business. So you know, definitely these things need to be used. These things need to be, you know, invest in them, do them because down the long in the long run, it's going to save you so much time, but it helps you grow your business continually. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an exciting time with all the tech and the, it is. the programs and the tools out there. It is. Yeah. But I think, you know, you know, maybe you can expand a bit more on what what advice you would give somebody who is is trying to do what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, you grew from what did you say when you bought it was 25 properties? So 25 managed properties and not, not non-letting yeah. at the time. Then we started with five letting and got that up to 55 before sold right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a great accomplishment. It really is. So what advice would you give somebody who's sort of trying to do that these days? So, oh gosh, quite a lot here. So I would say one thing is stop looking at your competition and focus on your own business. Because when we keep looking at the competition, our focus goes off what we're doing. And that can just, it just stalls everything. You don't move forward with mm-hmm. it. There's so many people out there doing their own thing you need to do your own thing so I would say you know 
look at what you need to do in your business in terms of what systems do you need? What, what processes do you need? You know, have you got the right tools and the automations in there that's going to help you? Let them and let them do that job. You focus on your actual business. I think it's important that you do get support, whether it be in the form of better tools available or bringing in, you know, a team member somewhere who can help along the way. Because at the end of the day, you need to be able to step back a bit out of the daily operations because you will not grow the business if you're continuing being the mm. one out checking houses and answering all the booking inquiries and doing all this stuff. You will not grow it. You need to step yeah. back. You see the big picture, don't yeah, you? you do. You need to step yeah. back from that daily ops because otherwise you'll just get pulled into everything every single day and all those plans you have and all those ways you think, well, I want to market better or I want to attract different types of clients or I want to attract these types of houses. That'll never happen. You need to step back and focus on that and let the automation tools do their job. You know, bring in some people who'll be able to check properties for you or manage the housekeeping side because there's, you know, there's ways of doing all that. So let people take that support and help. But you need to step back from that. I want to say when you do step back, once again, a focus on the business, it takes you away from looking at all that what everybody else is doing. Just keep your focus on your business. I would yeah. also say, do you know, you also need to take some time off. And your business will not fall apart if you don't. If you do get time off, that was always a big problem in this industry. And as well, you know, find in your business what what makes your business different from everybody else. Like what makes you stand out. You know, what is your unique selling point? That's a really important one because I find that too often we just look at everybody else and we think, well, they're doing that, so I'll do it, and that's the service they provide, so I'll provide that. But actually, you know, like for what I was, my big sort of benefit was my location. So I, I utilised that and I utilised opportunities it, it can bring and how, how I could get the right customers in that I wanted and, you know, listen to what my customers said. So find out what, what makes you a bit different from everybody else, what makes you stand out from your competition and use it in your marketing. Use that to pull your, your customers in and your guests in because people will book with you because of, you know, what you're offering or maybe something different or how you can position yourself so I think that's really important certainly you're, and you're getting your direct booking is, is being your own business you be yourself right there to bring in people to book with you rather than being the same as everybody else because we've all got something we can offer haven't we we've all got something different and I think we need to and we're sometimes a bit scared to show it but I was no you absolutely go out there and you use it and you shout about it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's really good advice especially sort of I call it staying in your own lane yeah you know yeah, just absolutely. stay in your own lane Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of nice sometimes to look around and see what other people are doing, but don't yeah. get stuck on it. Yeah, I mean, you know? from a strategic point of view, it's yeah. good to know what people are doing, but purely as in, right, that's what's happening there, right? What am I doing? How am I going to get there? You know, what do I need to do? What do I need to focus on? And put your focus into it. Put your blinkers on for a while and and, yeah. and go down, as you say, and you're only in to move forward. So tell us, what are you doing now? You sold the business back in, what, 2017? 2017, we sold the business, yeah. And um, you're still on the, on the Isle of Arran? Still on Arran. So I continued to work for the business for a few more years. And then just, again, then things start to change. And I felt it was just time for me to move on then. So I ended up doing a couple of years of just a lot of like social media work because I'd done a lot of social media training because obviously that became so part of my business, which I knew nothing about. So I did some training yeah. in it because... The online world was growing and I knew nothing about it. So I, re- I did training and courses in that. I did Facebook ads course to really get my, you know, sort of kind of better my knowledge as well in that side of mm-hmm. things. Um, so I started doing that, but realised actually, I don't like actually physically doing that. I like to know about it. I don't know what to do it. So I just, you know, I, I took, a, oh, I thought, I've got 10 years experience here in running and growing a business. I've got experience in the holiday industry. 
that's where I should be going. So I had done a coaching accreditation last year to get those skills behind me because I knew there was a, you know, I was using a business coach and I knew there was lots of, I suppose, additional skills I could give people. So I thought, right, I need, I want to do it properly and give the right you know, service to people. So I got my coaching accreditation, which was great. I've now niched myself back into, you know, here's my Sony genius. It's a holy lit industry so I can help people. So, um, you know, a lot of people I tend to attract are like agencies. So people doing what I did, you know, looking after multiple properties and, you know, I could help them to grow that property list, to structure their business in the right way so that they can grow up with more ease rather than that sort of hamster wheel of, I can't get off mm. the hamster wheel and I'm just, you know, it's all becoming all, all consuming. So it's helping them grow that business and obviously just, you know, putting in place the different, you know, their, how they do their pricing, how they do their, you know, promote their business, how are they promoting their actual service and their business, you know, how are they bringing on the properties and how they're structuring it. And it's having all that in place so that they can run it much yeah. smoothly and step back. You know, as I said before, it's that stepping back from the everyday operations to actually have your business running in the background, but allow you to grow it and actually, you know, really progress forward in it. Great. Great. Well, you're perfectly positioned to do this. You know, you've yeah. lived it. You've you've walked yeah. the talk, as I they have say. absolutely walked the talk, Jen. Yes, <laughs> I think I've ran that talk a few times and all. So yes, definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, mm -hmm. It's it's wonderful. It really is. Yeah. Now this podcast is called Direct Booking Success. Mm -hmm. So yep. I want to know what does direct booking success mean to you? So obviously, what we spoke about with big thing was that all. It totally resonates with me because my whole business was all just on direct bookings. It's all I did. It's what I knew. For me, it's very much about bringing in a, pers a personal level to it. Um, it brings a lot of trust and loyalty, I think, as well. And I think, you know, direct booking as well. I know a lot of people look at it and think, well, you know, it's, we save some commission and, you know, we get people direct to us. And, you know, but it also brings a lot about like, repeat customers as well, it, you know, having those people come to you direct means to me it's that whole sort of loyalty bet that they will ask other people to come and book with you and it just creates that overall experience better experience um and I think it's quite nice I love you know, obviously all I knew was direct bookings but what I gained from it was that whole piece of it's like another part of your whole relationship of your business with your customers plus when they book direct you get a really better feel of the types of customers that you get mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And it gets you to really, really know who are my customers, who are my guests, what are they looking for, what do they want, their expectation. And it can really enhance their whole customer journey as well when they're booking with you direct. Lovely. Well, thank you, Jane, so much for coming on today. It's been lovely to speak with you. You too. It's been lovely chatting. Thank you for having me. And where can people come and find you? Do you have a link that people can come and find you after this? Yes, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at Jane Mac Coaching. That's the best way to find me. Um, and from there on my Instagram bio is my link tree. So we've got lots of various things, some sort of different resources they can download. So just pop to Instagram at Jane Mac Coaching. Great. And I'll put those links in the show notes. Perfect. So thanks, Thank Jane, so much for coming on today. I've learned a lot and I'm sure you've, you've given so many nuggets of wisdom there of what you did, you know, using your business to grow it and then ultimately sell it, but also providing some advice there for those who want to do the same. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Jane. Hey, thanks for listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast. For more information about this episode and others, head to the website, directbookingsuccess.com slash podcast. 
See you next time.